It's week 14 in the NFL, and it's time to uh, have a substitute. That's right, because sometimes you got to tap your helmet, take a playoff, and somebody steps in. But don't worry, kids, because we got a real pro here for you today. And the pre snap starts right now. You're listening to the pre snap podcast, brought to you by Line Start, the top rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go Line Star Premium now at linestarapp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy football experts, Joe Pizapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizapia, and welcome to the pre-snap right here on the Line Star app. It's me, and no, no Chris Meany today. Unfortunately, Chris had a last-minute uh, family emergency. Don't worry, everything's fine, but he had to go take care of business. Life is what happens when you're trying to live in a world of fantasy. That's why fantasy is more fun, because real life sometimes can kick you in the you-know-what, but sometimes you got to take care of business. So, Chris, don't worry. We love you. Everything will be fine. Chris will be back next week. Don't worry, kids, because I got Casey Bubba joining us. You know him from Fantrax, and you know him from TQE, and you also know him as one of the members of Team Black Book, part of the Baseball Black Book that will be out very, very soon, January 1st. So, Casey Bubba, I am so excited to have you here, Bubs. I appreciate you filling in on short notice. You're one of our guys, and uh, I'm happy to talk some football with you, baby. Thanks for having me, my friend. It's always fun chatting up with you and uh, talking some football, so I'm looking forward to it. Anytime I can fill in and help, I am always a big fan of that. I know. I'm a big fan of you. <laughs> so many years. <laughs> I love you so much. Aww. So, as always, here on the Line Star app, we're going to go game by game, break it all down for you, and uh, hopefully we got a better slate because last week, man, things looked good and nothing that looked right worked out and everything that looked completely upside down uh actually hit so it was a very bizarre week i would prefer not to talk about it anymore i'd like to bury week 13 bury it it's dead i'm over it so let's get after it let's start with that main slate and let us start at one o'clock panthers and falcons new head coach perry fuel how about that uh we all know the falcons struggle mightily against uh, running backs to catch the ball in the backfield they have for oh and all the last five years so I don't think they're going to take their foot off the pedal with McCaffrey. It's still really tough, though, Bubs, because, dude, he's 11K. And when you're up at that price range, it just means, you know, at, at that point, you're basically just at a point where, you know, the 10-3 on DK is a little bit more palatable. I can understand that. The 11 on Vandal is like, go screw, man. I, I'm just over it. So are you making any cases for McCaffrey, at least on the PPR side on DK this week? Yeah, on the PPR side, you can definitely look at him. He's, he, you, you know, if you play cash. He's pretty much one guy you want to focus on week in and week out. Uh, he, he puts up such a solid floor. Like last week, 17 points is pretty much the worst you're going to get for the most part with Christian McCaffrey. He's got that 25, 30-plus floor, which is tremendous, facing this Falcons defense in the Dome. You'd have to imagine with the new new coaching staff in place, they know how good he can be. They saw how weirdly utilized he was utilized last week. I'd imagine McCaffrey comes back to earth. You did mention, you know, there's the little fear of a change and maybe they try to, they're not going to win. So why run them into the ground? But for now, I think you still got to hope that things are in play. If for some reason it changes this week, you adjust going forward. But McCaffrey's so darn good in a PPR format. It's really hard, at least in cash, to, to not go his way. EPP, I can just definitely go away from Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, that's tough. We're always on DJ Moore. Nothing changes. My love for DJ Moore endures like the sunrise. 
7K, uh, 7-1 over on FanDuel, 7 on DK. Uh, so I will have plenty of him. To me, this is a big week where volume of wide receivers, there's a lot of it out there, and it's in a good range. A lot of it, you know, on both sides, somewhere in that mid to low 7K range, and we're going to get to a lot of those guys. On the flip side for the Falcons, I don't know, man. I got I got no love for Kyle Allen, one last, last thing on the Panthers, but I don't know why. I just I can't get there with any of the Falcons this week. I just feel like it's too much unknown uh, you know, healthy Julio. That's a great thing and all. I understand he's kind of down price. He's just 75, but I don't know, man, just something doesn't feel right about the Falcons. Am I missing something here? Or, or do you actually think there's an opportunity here with maybe Julio or maybe even Freeman coming back and being low cost at 5,400 on DK? Yeah, Freeman is the interesting one to me because he hasn't had a good game all year, which is really frustrating, but he's facing the Carolina defense. Yeah, <laughs> and he's facing the Carolina defense. It just gets torched week in and week out by the running backs. Look at AP and Geis going off last week, and it's just week by week. You can look at the logs. Carolina gives it up. I don't know if I trust Freeman in this role just because we haven't seen it all year, but it's a decent price tag going into the week. When you talk receivers, a healthy Julio is always fun, but how healthy is he? I think it just lowers Calvin Ridley's ownership, makes him a little appealing if you want to go here. I'm not in love with it also because Austin Hooper might be coming back. We know that's one of Matt Ryan's favorite red zone targets. So it's a tough feel. We know they throw a lot. They come from behind a lot. So there's usually fantasy relevance. But I don't know if I'm putting my all my eggs in the basket this week, especially with the Falcons. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next one here. And uh, it's the Colts and Bucks Now, T.Y. Hilton probably unlikely to play in this one. It's looking more and more like he might not even play the rest of the year, which I can understand. The Colts have had just too many injuries. I don't care that Marlon Mack is back. Uh, everybody wants to throw in the Bucks. That's fine. If you want to go with Pascal, I'm all right with that. I don't have a problem. Uh, do you look at Pascal and the volume he got last week as something that you can count on? Or do you think maybe this is a little bit of a trap play? No, it's one of those kind of good chalk plays. Keep an eye on Chester Rogers. He's back practicing, which will maybe put a, a wrench in some of this. But Pascal's that big guy that they want to utilize in the red zone opposite Zach Doyle. Really decent price tag this week. You could throw all over Tampa Bay. So I, I feel pretty good about Pascal based on all the injuries that Indianapolis has. You can definitely go back to Zach. On the other side of this game, look, uh, it was not the day that we were hoping for from Godwin or for Evans. So or Ronald Jones. Or well, Ronald Jones. You know, <laughs> Ronald Jones has had his moments. He's had his opportunities. And now he's another guy. He will be looking for a job next year, I'm pretty sure. Yep. But uh, do you have a preference this week between Evans or Godwin? I mean, I feel like Evans is more that GPP guy because yep. we know when he goes off and carries things. I'm actually moving away from this one, too, just because the Colts tempo-wise tend to slow everything down and they kind of they drag you down. And that's not what you want if you are looking for DFS points historically well, this year. For the most part, save a couple games here and there. They've been kind of a, you know, dragged down, pulled down, pace gets a little slower. And if Mac is indeed back for this game, I think they probably lean that way. Uh, how do you feel about Evans and Godwin? Do you have a preference? You like them both? You like one? You like none? Where are you at, Bob? <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Or Evans is usually the GPP target. Godwin's your cash game guy. But like you said, the Colts like to slow it down. We haven't really seen them pick up a pace all year. We know that Tampa Bay can get behind early because Winston can throw a couple pick sixes, changes the whole philosophy. I just don't think I'm focusing on this game. There's other games I like, and there's also other wide receivers cheaper than Godwin and Evans that I really like the 6K range, say on DK, where I don't know if I'm really forcing myself up to $7,200 Evans, $7,300 Godwin in that scenario. All right, the Jets are coming off a uh, <laughs> loss to the winless or previously winless Bengals. They go home and take on the Dolphins. 
Oh my God. Let's start with the Dolphins and just get this out of the way real quick. Okay. Uh, give me all the Devontae Parker again. I'm just going to yes. ride this to death. Uh, he mm-hmm. was targeted at least 10 times his last three games. Uh, the Jets are pretty good against the run. We all know that. Not so much against the pass. Uh, I, I'm just I'm going to attack and continue with Devontae Parker. I'm not playing anybody else, but I think on DK as a lineup builder, you can make a case for Patrick Laird with Galen Balazs out. Not that Laird is any good. He basically just runs up to the line and then falls down. But in terms of catching the football, I'm actually okay with this. He scored 17 points last week. I don't expect that again. But even if he got 12 or 13, that's a pretty good return on a $4,100 salary. You know, we're, we're on the same page here. Actually, I like the Dolphins. I like this whole game as an interesting stacking situation because both teams play no pass defense. So it, <laughs> it really opens things up. I love Devontae Parker. I've been riding that wave with you as well. If you want a tight end, Jacecki is getting tons of targets. He's like the wide receiver too in this offense. And then Fitzpatrick, he does what he does. Like he's a sneaky, always low-owned option. I don't hate any of those guys. And then on the Patrick Laird front, I am starting to get there. I thought it was a just joke a couple weeks ago. It was a joke a couple was... weeks ago. Yeah, and look, it was, last it was... week he had a .5 average uh, of yards gained. So, I mean, let's yeah, Patrick, like he's, you know. Patrick Laird went to the Kalen Balazs school of running into the line. Uh-huh. That's what they do. They're both embarrassing. But the thing is, Kalen Balazs is gone now. And so Laird will get the carries and most importantly the targets. So on a DK format, like you said, with PPR, I love it because he's going to get you five-plus targets most likely. And if he just happens to fall into the end zone, you have a huge day for 4,100. Is he a must-play? No, but there is the argument for it this week, finally. Yeah, uh, uh, so if that's the case, too, or you must be liking Robbie Anderson on the other side in that trend, too. We've been on that last couple of weeks. Uh, he was just 4,800 last week. Um, you're going to pay more, but still, it seems like Sam Darnold's finally looking downfield, and it seems like Sam Darnold's ready and more confident to take some shots. And if you're talking the way I'm talking, which is no runny, more passy, that seems yes. like a little bit more Robbie Anderson than it is necessarily anything else because you know last week Le'Veon Bell was disappointing I know mm-hmm. the game script didn't quite go that way I'm not against Le'Veon Bell he's been a very good floor player all year especially on the full point PPR and that mid-range 7k whatever that's fine but I are you continuing with this trend of Robbie Anderson over Crowder I'm with you I think Robbie Anderson because he takes the top off of it we saw it in the second half last year with, with uh, Darnold and we're seeing it this year he starts to get comfortable and obviously he had you know kissing disease earlier this year but he's getting healthy now and we're seeing this offense try to spread it out. Anderson should flourish on that. He's got that GPP breaking ability. I wouldn't completely write off Crowder. The last two weeks have been bad, but he's one of those guys in a PPR format that can just rack up points easy. And again, Dolphins don't play defense, so it could be sneaky interesting. And then lastly, on Lev Bell, good cash game play, like you said. The floor is always there, but he has not shown a ceiling at all this season. No, so it's has. really hard. It's really hard to trust him unless you're just like, you know what, I want that comfort of like 12 to 15 points and you're good with that, then fine. But otherwise, don't hope for much more. I've used him sparingly at the right price with the right ownership and had success with it, especially in cash, because he's basically a 2x player, you know, and that's that's there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's going to be a certain amount of volume. And I think when you're just trying to play that, depending on how else you build your lineup around, it's okay. But you're right. This ain't the Pittsburgh offense. There ain't any, you know, high points for him here. He hasn't really been 100% healthy all year. It's been kind of a lost season. I'm fascinated to see what happens with him in the offseason and what goes on. I'm also fascinated because we've got a couple playoff caliber matchups this week, and this is the big one to start. New Orleans at home against San Francisco, the 49ers. Just like that, with a snap of a finger, the 49ers went from uh, – Went from the one seed all the way to the five. Oh, my goodness. Wild, what a, wild times. What a difference. What a world we're living in, Bob. Yes. And uh, and now we're, we've got the Saints here at home who who haven't been 
as good. You know, they looked like world beaters. And Teddy B was there. Breeze comes back. You're like, okay, and then we're gonna roll. And then they've kind of, kind of a little bit up or down. Now, the one thing I will understand for sure is this: Sean Payton's a hell of a football coach. Sean Payton's gonna be prepared. Drew Brees gonna be ready for this game. They know how important this is. They win this game. They're in a really good spot here. This is very important. Um, I understand the San Francisco 49er defense is very good. This just opens up as an opportunity, as far as I'm concerned, for Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas was not great last week. You have extra time to prepare. Michael Thomas is always a guy uh, that I've been going with just all year round, pretty much. Just building lineups around Michael Thomas and always a pivot of him over McCaffrey because I'm saving two grand between them and they're not that far off from a points per game average so why wouldn't i just go that route so are you with me that michael thomas is in play despite the fact on paper once again the 49ers are a very difficult matchup i think he's definitely in play because the thing with michael thomas is he's a short he can be a short hitter guy and that's right. how you beat these athletic defenses like your 100 west coast right. offense the quick slants and the yards after the catch add up he can get you 10 for 80 and like two scores and you wouldn't be shocked and that just, like, catapults you through everything. Uh, Breeze isn't throwing it deep down the field anymore. He's really just kind of a game manager, and that's perfect for what Michael Thomas wants to do against his defense. So I'm 100% with you. In that same vein, I think Alvin Kamara is priced down this week. And if we're talking about, you know, having to pass the ball because that Niners rush D can be so good, it opens up a PPR format for Alvin Kamara that could be bing, bing, super, bing. Low, super low on this week. I, I, I'll tell you what, man. I'm all in this. I've already done a bunch of lineups there. I love Kamara. He's just 7K on DK. He's mm-hmm. seven six on FanDuel. He's basically in that Le'Veon Bell price. And I understand yep. Kamara hasn't had a lot of these high upside games either. Mm-hmm. But in terms of my favorite contrarian play of the week, it's got to mm-hmm. be Kamara. It just yep. has to be. And Murray's kind of faded into the background lately. Yep. The last couple of weeks have been very, very quiet. And Kamara, it's like you said with Bell, but the thing with, with Kamara, his floor is higher because he's doing more in the passing game. Same theory. If he finds a touchdown or two, it's tremendous. And no one is going to own him. Because A, he hasn't shown the ceiling, and B, they respect the Niners' defense, which is fair, but that's not how you win GPPs. No, I'll tell you what, on FanDuel, too, I like Jared Cook. He's got a nice floor tight end. Tight end's pretty strong this week. On the other side of this game, too, San Francisco, Kittle at 67 I like. Outside of that, Mm -hmm. you can have the rest. Because Debo, as much as I love Debo, Marshawn Lattimore is not a good assignment there. I'm not in love with the run game here only because I just don't know what it's going to be. Breida's back, and Mostert's in there, and Coleman. I just – I don't – you know, you could throw darts all day, but I'm not in that mood this week to do that. But 67 for Kittle, I'm good with. Are you in the mood to look for any of these running backs with San Fran? Uh, no, I, I don't want to play that game. It, 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 feels like a, it feels like a Patriot situation where we have like four guys and you don't know who's going to come out on top. It's uh, very tilting. I'm with you, Kittle. I love absolutely phenomenal. 67 on Fandle, 59 on DK. There, there, he's, a, he's, a, he's a wide receiver one playing tight end. So lots to like there. And I'm honestly thinking New Orleans, I'm not saying they're going to win easily, but I think that dome and you have the Niners playing the Seahawks, the Ravens, and now the Saints, last two on the road. They, you know, eventually your body is can only take so much. You need a breather. This is like those college seasons where it's hard game after hard game. I think this one might be a little wake-up call. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I just feel like the 49ers are a good team. They're a good defensive team. The 49ers, I think, still have a little bit to understand about finishing. They also have to understand where now these games are getting tight. Now these games are getting, you know, where you're playing really high end competition, Baltimore, Seattle, and now New Orleans on the road. This is going to be a fascinating, another test for them. And so far they haven't passed one of them. All the test games they've failed. They haven't failed by a lot, but they've come up short. Let's be honest. You lose at home to Seattle. That's a bad loss. I don't care if it's overtime. 
I don't care. Uh, Detroit Lions at Minnesota Vikings. So let's start with the, uh, you know, the biggest thing here, which is Dalvin Cook. Now he's 8,700 on Fanduel, pretty pricey there. 95 over on DK, very pricey there. Cook was in a great range for a long time at 82. I don't hate him in this scenario. I'm okay with it if you want to go this route. I don't seem to, in the lineups I've made, be able to get there. And I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just, and maybe that's an opportunity. Maybe because of the injury and because of some of the, the situation there, you go, oh, you know what? There's actually an opportunity for Dalvin Cook. I think it's just a little pricey with the injury for me to get highly involved. So what's your temperature on Dalvin Cook for week 14? Yeah, I'm with you. I know all the reports say he's healthy, he's good, and he's a beast. Like, there's no hiding it. It's a phenomenal matchup against the Detroit Lions. Like, it's really, really good. He's going to come in low-owned. So if you want to, you can go there. But he's also kind of fragile right now. I'd imagine they wouldn't play him unless he's 100%. And if they get up on Detroit, they might just let off of him. I'm just praying we get the news ahead of time. I want $4,500 uh, Madison, Alexander Madison. That's what I want. Oh but for God. The, the ownership on that, like 60% on that. It's good chalk. It's good chalk. That's the it problem. Is. It it's is good it's chalk. Great chalk. It, 20 plus touches at that price point in FanDuel or DraftKings. It's phenomenal. Well, that's, you know what? And that's the immediate, very, that's how you get to McCaffrey. Yes. That's that, or very, you get to Michael Thomas and Lamar, or you can get a couple of studs, yeah, basically. Agreed. I, I think I, I think that's exactly the, the route you take. So Madison, if that should happen, but it seems like, the, you know, from it all seems the speak, like Cook's going to play. You know, I wonder how many people, too, as we get the game time, if it's one of these mirages where they say he plays and he's more of a decoy in the game and Madison gets all the work. Yeah. It I'm might tempted. be worth If I you're a multi-entry player, team, it might yeah. be worth it to, like, maybe hedge your bet with one Madison lineup mm-hmm. with McCaffrey and 100%. see what happens. This is kind of – it feels like that, that – uh, Cardinals game when doing you know uh, oh the David Johnson game and Edmonds. Edmonds went nuts. Yep, that's what it feels like. Let's learn our lesson, boys and girls. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. Um, Thielen also, we're still waiting on news for him. We'll see what happens, but uh, you know, I'm not in Amateur Digs because of the price. I feel like you know when you're the same price as Edelman, and I know exactly how much workload Edelman's going to get. I just can't get there. On the flip side of this one, are we going to get uh, Stafford back this week? What do you think? For his own good, I hope he doesn't play the rest of the year. Uh, you have a fracture in your back, fix that. That That's doesn't seem like decision. a good scheme. No, and so they can just blow it all over the place. That's fine. And our Blau or whatever he pronounces. So I think no, I don't think we're getting Stafford. And I, I hope people realize that Thanksgiving was fun. But now that pro teams have game film on him, be careful. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know what's been funny at, down at 45 is Bo Scarborough on DK. And he's over at 59 on FanDuel. And, you know, Bo's been okay. Mm-hmm. Bo's been like 15 and 80 and that ain't terrible. Like he's another lineup builder guy. If you want to get there, they're going to, you know, he's not going to catch the football, mm-hmm. but he might fall in the end zone once. And he's had some plays called back where he could have had some yeah. bigger lines here. So just keep that in mind. He's another name where you're trying to like, when you're looking for value, there's a name I like better yeah. at the running back position, which we'll get to in a little bit, but just keep an eye on that. All right. Broncos at Texans. Um, look, I'm not against Cortland Sutton because he's you're a freak. Just a you're just a fool. <laughs> If you are, and I've yeah. I've been on something a ton on the show. I own all the shares of something in every league. You play in some leagues with me, you know. Yep. Uh, so yep. you know, but in this one too, you know, with Drew Locke making his first road start, I'm just hesitant. Again, he's in that same range as Parker and Moore and Edelman, and I like all those guys better. But it's okay if you're playing multi-entry. You want to differentiate. Sutton's a good way to differentiate. Ownership will be low. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, a lot of the stats will tell you that Deshaun Watson's maybe not the best play, but you know what? Outside of that Ravens game, he's had some pretty good run here the last six weeks. 
I feel like this is an opportunity, not because the Denver Bronco defense is bad, but because I feel like by the time we roll around to that second, you know, second half, maybe third quarter, end of the third quarter, guys start getting a little tired because they're on the field more because Locke can't get first downs. I don't know, man. I feel like Watson, you know, after we did to the Patriots, I feel pretty good about him at 77 on FanDuel and uh, over on DK at 65. He's actually very, very relatively, you know, evenly priced considering where the talent lives and where the production has been most times this year. 100% agree. This is one of those lower owned stacks I like. The Watson Hopkins connection uh, is a very, very strong one. As and Harris think. is a good corner. Don't get me wrong. But, but Hopkins is like he's that beatable, guy that, though. Yeah. yeah, we saw what uh, Hopkins did to your Patriots and your very good corner there as well. And, uh, best uh, corner I, in the league, yes. Exactly. Right. And, and just, <laughs> you saw how well Watson was taking apart that defense. And Hopkins was – like I told people, okay, lay low next week on Hopkins, and he still balled out. I think he has a really good look this week. And if you want to go away from that, I think the Fuller is, is a solid look. I think this is a, a sneaky spot here for Houston. All right, then you got Ravens at Bills. I'll tell you what, I feel like this is the trap game. I think yes. all the other games on their schedule are gimmies. I think they're good to go. I could see the Ravens losing to the Bills. I don't see them with another loss on this schedule. I really don't. But I feel like the Bills are the kind of team in Buffalo. It's going to be cold. You're going to be out there with, you know, it's December in Buffalo. And uh, I don't know, man. That secondary is very good. They've been good all year. I'm fading away from Baltimore, which I know sounds crazy because they've just been so good in every spot. But if you look at the schedule they've had, all these big games, the Patriot game, and you know, they're going to play uh, the, the Texans. That was a big game, theoretically, and that ended up being a blowout. And they went to Monday Night Football, played the Rams, and they blew them out. And, and they beat the 49ers. I feel like there's only so many times you can get up for these games before one of them bites you in the ass. And I'm a little worried about that. I'm not saying you can't go Lamar. I was all for going Lamar last week when nobody wanted to because mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt like – I was like, the one thing that they struggle with the 49ers is quarterbacks that can move around the pocket – and last time I checked, that's Lamar Jackson. So how do you see this one working out? What's your game script on this one from Buffalo and Baltimore? It's going to be a kind of ugly, low-scoring game. I think Jackson, just because of his running ability, is still very, very relevant. He just has such huge upside. At the flip side, I like Josh Allen for the same reason. He's $1,200 cheaper uh, on DraftKings. So I think there's a lot to like there. But I really don't want a lot of this game. Like, if you want to go Josh Allen, John Brown, you can because I'm not overly thrilled with the Baltimore defense. I know they're good but uh, I'm not like overly thrilled with them. I just don't want a lot of this game. It's one of those games. I, I feel you. It's going to be kind of ugly. I think Baltimore still wins it, but like you said, playing in Buffalo in December is never easy for anybody. And, you know, after the games they've had and the games they have coming up, total trap game. So it could be really interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm kind of fading away from this one. I, I originally had some shares of Andrews and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to move away from this. I'm going to move to Cook. I'm going to move down to Waller, even down to Rudolph, who I like a lot at 10. We didn't mention him in that game, but uh, I remiss to mention he's very low-priced on FanDuel, especially actually on DK2. He's in that low four range. So Rudolph's another guy who has been very steady. And if Thielen is out again, I like him even more. Uh, but, yeah, I'm kind of fading away from this one. And I've we've been on Brown here on the program a bunch. We've been on Beasley a bunch, even Singletary lately. None of it. I, I kind of agree with you. I think this is going to be the quarterbacks running back and forth and a lot of uh, a close game here, maybe a, a performing under total as well. Bengals at Browns. So Baker Mayfield hit his hand last week and he hasn't picked up a ball since. That does not give me the warm fuzzies. Because originally no. I was like, okay, let's go. It's, and then and they haven't played each other yet this year, which is weird because they play each other twice in the month of December. It's very bizarre. But I don't know, man. I, I, I'm just – I'd like to get involved – 
but the only thing that I really like this week is Landry, and that is even mm-hmm. in question now with Baker Mayfield for me. So I'm kind of just in the wait and see. Now, if Baker practices on Friday and everything's fine, and he's throwing the ball and everything's fine, I'm in on Landry for sure. You can even get on Beckham. He's all the way down to, you know, he's less than Landry this week on DK. He's 6,300. So that's, that's where we are. He should be. You're right. He should be. He's mm-hmm. actually less on FanDuel too. Landry 72. So I think you can make the argument. You can go with Beckham this week because he's cheaper and take a shot. Kareem Hunt in the full point PPR at 64, I like. And then Chubb, you know, I, I, you would think you look at it and you go, okay, this is a really good matchup for him. But I'll tell you what, the little bit of eating into the workload from Hunt, plus the fact that, you know, Chubb really hasn't had a lot of transcendent games this year. Maybe the matchup portends that way. I don't know. But Bubba, I'm just kind of not loving Chubb this week either. It's a very ugly game. If there's no Baker Mayfield, it gets even worse. It makes you wonder, do you go Chubb? I think Kareem Hunt becomes actually more viable. A lot of dumping off for Gilbert. And um, since Hunt's been back, I, I apologize to whoever tweeted it out the, yesterday that he was like one point less PPR-wise than Nick Chubb since he's been back because he's been so efficient in the passing game. So it makes it really interesting if you want to save some cash there. The only other slight interest, I like the Landry call. I've been on him a ton. See, I'm with Parker, PPR gold. Um, Tyler Boyd has been money with Andy Dalton. Just keep an eye on Ross. Is supposed to be back this week. He's cheap. And it's just an ugly game. It's one of those games that Baker doesn't play. Cincinnati might steal this one. They could. They could. I don't – if – you know, Auden Tate's not a terrible play either. I think you could get double digits out of him potentially. I know with Ross back, you got to be a little concerned. But you're right. Tyler Boyd, targets are going his way. He's a decent low-end play at wide receiver. I can certainly support that too. Can't get into Dalton. Last week I had on DK, I could justify it because he was so damn cheap because he was named the starter later. So I'm fine with that. One more 1 o'clock game. It's the Redskins at Packers. Now, the Redskins defense is down to 1,700 yet again, and I'm okay with it. I mean, the one thing the Redskins have been able to do lately is actually get to the quarterback, and I think we've all seen that, you know, offensive line for the Packers is not that great. It's just, Mm -hmm. you know, they've struggled a little bit. So for 1,700, it's DK only. By the way, just only under Kings where I'm okay with this. I'm okay with going down to the bottom of the well and trying to get seven, eight points out of them at the most and just take it and run. And, uh, you know, the Packers are just a team that just continues. I know they were good last week. The Giants are terrible. And the Redskins aren't any good, but the Redskins have been competitive a little bit lately. And the one thing I love, love, love in this game is Darius Geis. Because I don't care what the game script is or how things go. If they fall behind, Geis is the guy that can catch the ball in the backfield. If they're doing well, Geis is the guy that's been really physical. At 63 on FanDuel and at 49 on DK, mm-hmm. I don't see how you don't have shares of Darius Geis this week. I love I love that call. I've been banging the Darius Geis drum since he's come back. And it's like they keep stopping him at 10 carries. Like, just give him 15, please. Give him yeah, 15. 15. Oh, yeah. Let's and do we it. Can blow, we can blow this thing up. You mentioned the passing game. He's got such big breaking ability, which we've seen. I love that call. I, I like – I don't mind the $1,700 defense. We've talked about that time and time again as, as options. I like Green Bay in this game at home against – Doesn't he have two touchdowns since he come back, by the way, guys? Yeah, you can get them both last week. Okay, the receiving and rushing. The receiving and the rushing last week. Okay. So, I mean, a guy's been money. And look, I don't like too much on the Redskins. And last week I was all over Devontae Adams. He was he was very good. He had the two touchdowns. I was greedy. I wanted the hundred yards too. I didn't get that. I only got the what the six for sixty (laughs) six, whatever it was. And a score. Yeah, but you know, still, still I got two scores, but you know, I'm a greedy bastard. I wanted the whole thing. (laughs) I want you know, we all deserve a Devontae Adams 150 for three touchdowns. Yeah. God. 
nice once in a while. But you know what? <laughs> I'll tell you what. I think there's a lot of people, a lot of new money is going to come in there and see the Packers and Redskins and put money on Iron Rodgers. And I just think that is the biggest mistake you could possibly make. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game because I, I don't trust Washington much at all. But if they can slow it down with Geis and company, it could be really interesting. I think Rodgers and Adams might have a field day with them. But like you said, they played a lot better. So it'll be an interesting game. I think there's better spots on the slate to target. All right. We've got four four o'clock games here. And let's start with the Jaguars against the uh, Chargers. Now, look, the, the Jags, obviously, another going back to Gardner Minshew, a quarterback, which I think is the right call. I mean, definitely, definitely is. It definitely the right call. And maybe you kind of get a run out of Minshew here at the end, like you got out of Darnold last year, where he sat back a little bit, watched the game a little bit, learned about mistakes, learned about things he was doing right and wrong, got a little deep breath, and maybe he comes back and plays well. I'm not going to invest in it. You can always invest in Fournette. There's nothing wrong with that. If you want to take a shot on Minshew, I get it. I just don't think it's the greatest idea, especially with Derwin James back now. Uh, DJ Shark at 62 is okay. Um, you know, he always has touchdown upside. I'm fine with that. In this game on the other side, for me, Bubba, I, I like Eckler and I like Gordon. Give me Gordon on Fandle. Give me Eckler on DK, and I'm a happy boy. I think that's the way I'd like to go. Basically the same price. Uh, I'm fading all the wide receivers, though, because I'm always terrified if Philip Rivers starts to go bad and we end up with Tyrod Taylor, and that does not make me happy. That is a very scary situation, but uh, on the running back situation, Gordon Eckler, Mubi Simpatico, my friend. That means the same. Um, Gordon in your in Fanduel, Eckler and DK. I love them both. They're they're finding a way to use it, use both of them very very effectively. Uh, Fournette's always in play. If he ever just you know fell into the end zone, that would be outstanding. And I will go to the passing game just for Keenan Allen because the workload is consistently there, especially since he came back from his injury. Rivers loves him. He's actually using him in the red zone quite a bit. So at 6,600 on DraftKings and relatively priced on um, FanDuel, you can definitely get some upside there with Keenan Allen. Uh, Keenan on $6,800 on FanDuel. So I think there's some upside there in that situation. But I don't want the quarterbacks. I think the uh, Chargers defense at uh, $2,800 on DK is interesting just because I like Minshew, but he fumbles it a lot and he'll throw a pick or two. So you have options there with Minshew. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this next one, I'm going to keep it real simple. Steelers or Cardinals? Love the Steelers defense. Defense travels. <laughs> They've played well. Uh, Kyler Murray did not look healthy last week at all. That hamstring no. is not good. So no. give me the Steelers in this one. This one has like 19, 16 written all over it. Mm-hmm. You can go with James Washington if you want. I'm not. Give me Steelers D and I'm running away. Anything else to share with this one? <laughs> nope. That sounds good, my friend. <laughs> all right. I guess, I guess the, o- the only thing is if for some reason Connor doesn't play, Benny Snell's fine. Uncle, okay, that's fine. Uh, I get more on FanDuel than I do on DK. Yes, but yes. 100%. Not I'm not any passes. There. Yeah. All right. Titans, all of a sudden, you know, my boy Derrick Henry, we've been doing It's been Derrick Henry season here on the program, Bubba, for the last Love six it. weeks. Love because, it. You know, this is that time of year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the bold prediction I had at the beginning of the year was Derrick Henry leads the league in rushing, and people laughed. They scoffed at me. And he's right there. He is right there. I love it. So close, Bob. So close. It's happening. But it's happening. It's all happening. It's all coming together. But his price has also gone up recently. He's at yeah. 91 over now on FanDuel. It's very pricey. Uh, and he deserves it. He deserves all the love. But that's that's a lot of – there's a lot of moolah. 82 over on DK. You're getting a discount on him on DK because he doesn't catch the ball. Take the discount. Don't be a moron. Yards are yards. Take the discount because if he gets in the end zone twice against the Raiders, which is very possible – it's going to be a huge Derrick Henry day no matter what. I would fade it on FanDuel. It's getting a little pricey. If you want to play it in cash, okay. 
not so much tournament to me. If you want to play AJ Brown, okay. 45 over on FanDuel. I, I mean, 54 on FanDuel, 53 on DK. I get it. Tournament only. Tannehill, I can make a case for in cash or in tournaments because he has been really good. I mean, let, let's just be honest. Let's just yep. say it. He's been a really good fantasy quarterback. Maybe he's yep. still limited, but damn it, Bubba, he keeps scoring points. Yep. As a spiteful Dolphins fan, this just irks me to no end because he's been very, very good. He's using his legs. He's being efficient in the air. I think he's a really solid cash game play, the savings you want with some GPP upside. I love Derrick Henry. I've been with you on my shows. I've been preaching Derrick Henry, so I'm 100% on board with you on that one. A.J. Brown, GPP only. We're on the same page with the Titans. I think they have a nice week offensively because, after all, it's the Raiders. Yeah, and it is the Raiders. And, you know, Waller's been better lately, but I'm really – I'm fading away. They haven't – Offense has really not looked good last two games. They're having trouble putting points on the board. And, you know, maybe that'll get right here against Tennessee. But Tennessee's starting to roll a little bit. And I'll tell you what, as a, as a Dolphins fan for you, I would say your anger should be headed towards uh, Adam Gase. Oh, I no, it's that. 100% towards the cross-eyed man, yes. Or yeah, the bug-eyed man. Whatever, whatever the hell's yeah. wrong with it. It's frightening. That's all I yes. know. I, I couldn't hire a guy that couldn't look me in the eye unless I was, like, running around the room. That would yeah. be very difficult. All right, it's last rough. but certainly not least. Here we go. Another big playoff style matchup. Look at this oh, one. The Chiefs gosh. travel into New England, into the cold New England North. And they're going to hey, look. <laughs> here's the thing. Um, if you watch the fourth quarter of that game, it felt like Tom Brady finally threw his hands up with like, and said, you know uh-huh. what? F it. And he went, you know what? We're just going to do this. And wouldn't you know it, they got close at the end. Now, yep. it feels like. You remember last year this kind of happened? You you remember it because they lost to the Dolphins, remember? Yep, on that great play. Was it the first week of December? I want it was right around this time. They always struggle in December in Miami. It's beautiful. Oh, every, every you put it Tom Brady, whenever it hits 80 degrees, Tom Brady's like, nope, I can't play football. Starts he messing with his hair plugs. Yeah, it's true. Hey man, hey, easy, easy. <laughs> oh my boy. <laughs> but look, here you go. I'm telling you right now, it's New England, it's December. This is what they do. I mean, if you if you think I'm wrong, just go look at the last 20 years of track record of it because I'm not. And if I'm wrong this time, I'll happily be wrong because the smart money here is to get Brady in. He's 61 over on DK. On Fandle, he's 77. James White on DK is my favorite start of the week. Way Holy too cheap. Crap. How in the world is a guy with – all right, I'm going to drop this. He's 5,500. Okay, over on DK. And explain this to me because the guy has five red zone targets in the last three games. The guy's getting a ton of all-purpose usage lately. They don't have a lot of other weapons. He is a must-own. And I'll tell you what, on FanDuel, the price is pretty damn good there too. I I like him. Yeah, he's he's cheap there too. Give me all the James White. If there's one stack I'm going with, it's Brady, White, and Edelman. And Edelman is, you know, reasonably priced too because if you go look at that Edelman game log, Bubba, Volume, volume, volume. It's a whole lot of crooked numbers, as I like to say. A whole lot of crooked numbers. So for me, you know, Edelman at 71 on DK over on FanDuel 76. Uh, As we mentioned, James White 6K. I'm fading away Sony Michelle. Don't want him. Now the other question is the other side of this game is the Chiefs. So take me through in your mind, how do you approach the Chiefs here? Do you pay up for Mahomes and just roll him out there by himself and just kind of submit Tyreek Hill to to Stefan Gilmore and let it go? Or do you attack a little bit, a little contrarian? What's the approach, if any, for the Chiefs here in this game for you? For me, it's Mahomes and Kelsey. 
I let Hill do his thing, and I go back to Kelsey. Kelsey, for the last couple weeks, has started to look much more like the Kelsey we love, the consistent floor. He has 16 or more points in every game since week eight, or 14 or more, I should say. It's every week since week eight. So uh, the price tag isn't nearly as high as it should be because they respect the New England defense. I think a Kelsey-Mahomes combo is great. Or I love your Patriots stack, your three-man stack. Bring it back with Kelsey. Do you think that Mahomes is overpriced this week? Yes, uh, I think I he is because people love Mahomes because they remember what he did last year, which is true. I and love they him. Rem- and they remember what he did before he got hurt this year. Since he's come back, between that and all the injuries on the Chiefs' offense – he has not been that effective. Like, you look at his game log, it is not what you pay for Patrick Mahomes. No, I don't like the price of it. I just can't get yep. there. Brady, Tannehill, Watson, that's yep. my, like, that's my sweet spot of quarterback. And they're all in that, that you know, that cluster together within a couple hundred dollars of each other. If yep. Mayfield's healthy, okay, you know, that's he's in that conversation too, but so far I'm not feeling that. But uh, this, is, this should be a fun one for sure. I mean, this is a great weekend of football. We got a playoff-style game or two last week. We're going to get a couple of them this weekend. It's almost like we're starting the playoffs early. I love this because if the Patriots win this one, they're probably going to win the rest of their games because three of the – I think two of the next three after this are at home. And then I think they're, you know, they got the Dolphins in week 17. Yeah, you're, you're making me sick right now. Well, I know I am. I'm just but kidding. I'm right now, <laughs> Baltimore better be careful because if Baltimore should – should, and look, we're going to talk about this all tomorrow on the wagering show. Mike Randall and I are going to break it all down for you. So in case you missed that or you ever say, hey, what do you mean the wagering show? I don't know how because we talk about it every week, but go check that out. Mike Randall and I right here on the pre-snap, the wagering pick show. That'll be out tomorrow afternoon. And in the meantime, make sure you're going over and using that LineStar app and upgrading to the premium product, the absolute best tools in DFS. I'm telling you, you'll be happy about it. You'll be thrilled that you did. Um, now, Bubba, this is the time in the show where we like to win some people some free stuff, some free merch, courtesy of LineStar app. So we each pick a wide receiver and we each pick a running back. And uh, if they fall in the end zone, we get points. And uh, that's what it's all about here. So because you were such a good, a good team black book guy and showed up here uh, and filled in for our beloved Chris Media on short notice today, I am going to give you the field for running back and wide receiver. The whole field is yours. So who wow. you got? Who's falling in the end zone this week? Who are you playing? Who's falling in the end zone? And this is a weird one because he never does. But give me Leonard Fournette. There you go. You know what? I was I was Leonard Fournette a couple weeks ago, and he did too. So I like that call. So Leonard Fournette is your running back. Who is your wide receiver? That's a lock to get in the end zone this week. My wide receiver to find the end zone this week that I really really like is Zach Pascal of the Indianapolis Colts. Yes, that is a very good one as well. I'm going to rub it in the bubble a little bit because he's a Dolphins fan, and I'm going to have some fun here. So we're going to go all Patriots. I left I left this one for you on purpose. I was going to take him at running back. You know I thought you should have. Give me Julian Edelman as my wide receiver, and then give me James White as yeah. my running back. Let's go. And Everybody knows I'm not the biggest stack guy in the world. I like to pick and choose. I like the duos, but the all-in stack's not something I do this week. This week I'm going to. It's December. It's New England. It's the Chiefs. It's Andy Reid. It's Bill Belichick. So so give it to me. I want it. And uh, Bubba, I want to thank you so much as always. Uh, tell everybody where they can uh, find you on the Twitter machine. I'm on Twitter at BDentric, Casey Bubba, BDentric on Twitter. And you can find all my stuff, my podcast, my fan tracks, my Tiki, all that good stuff. And Joe, thanks for having me. I'll fill in anytime you want to talk some fantasy. I am always here for you.
Always a pleasure. And thanks again. And don't worry, boys and girls, Chris will be here next week. All is well, but sometimes life happens. We'll be back again on Friday with the wagering show. So check that out. And if you love the show, make sure you like, and subscribe, give us five stars because we're cool and we're fun and we win you money. And there's nothing better than that. So that'll do it for us. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Joe Pizapia 17 at line star app at line star NFL. And uh, it's time to break the huddle. The pre-snap is over. There's nothing left to do now except set down. Wins. You've been listening to the pre-snap podcast. Brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy football experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Beanie.